Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke. Does a woman cover herself from head to toe because God told her so? Or is it because she's not that hot? I've been using YouTube to learn about the Middle East lately. I think I was watching videos about big buildings, which led me to Dubai, which has the tallest skyscraper. And I was like, what's it like to live in Dubai? So then I was watching, uh, there's a lot of YouTube tourists who go to various countries and just film their whole trip and put it online. And Dubai seemed fine. It looked like, you know, if you were rich, whatever, the richer you are, the more awesome Dubai would be. And obviously I'm interested in the politics. So in Dubai, you could pretty much do what you wanted to do like, I mean, there was girls in bikinis at the beach. But it seemed like maybe you wanted to, you know, if you're going to act like it was America or Europe or whatever, uh, you had to do it in certain areas. And, you know, there were certain other rules. You know, you'd find everything would be closed all at once for prayer or Ramadan or whatever. And I got the feeling, like, basically, you know, if you're a white person in Dubai with money, you're going to be fine. Um, but you probably don't... You know, no one's run into any cops so far that I've seen. But it sounds like you probably don't want to run into the Dubai cops. Uh, they mostly leave you alone, and then who, know, who knows what happens if they, whatever, if they think you're giving them the, if they think you're doing something that they don't like. But anyway, so I've moved on from that little stuff. There's this guy named Peter Santanello on YouTube. I think he makes videos of everywhere, but I'm watching his ones in Saudi Arabia. Like, he gets there, and it kind of looks like Southern California. Well, first off, this massive... Okay, he goes to Riyadh. Riyadh is the capital of Saudi Arabia. And I think that's where all the rich Saudi princes live. And, you know, there's massive construction and cranes and stuff everywhere. I think a hundred years ago, it probably had a few buildings, none of them more than one story tall. I mean, it's a little bit of an exaggeration. And now it's a giant city, as big as like any American city. But anyways, he just, like everywhere he goes, he sees a Starbucks. And like there's giant streets that you can't get across because the place is for, pe it's for people who drive. It's, you know, driving is the only way to get around the city, you know, similar to a lot of West Coast American cities. And I think it's, it's because he's like a white man American, but everywhere he goes, everyone is just so freaking nice to him. Just like, as if they've been the greatest friends forever when they just meet him. I mean, yeah, like his first day, he just walks around, and some guy with a, you know, driving a Mercedes or something is like, hey, get in the car, man, let's go look at the city. And he does that for a few hours. He's like, okay, good to see you, man, that was fun. And he starts walking around a little bit again. Another guy, a guy driving an Audi, is like, hey, man, get in the car. I'll drive you around and show you this other part of Riyadh. Now, one thing in Riyadh is you don't film the ladies. So I had to go and look up, uh, well, actually, there is a... Anyways, you don't film the ladies, generally. So I went on um, Google Image Search and looked up uh, Saudi women, and they're hot. I mean, whatever. It looks like they're hot. You'd never know. They're covered, you know, whatever. A few years ago, they were covered head to toe, and you had no idea, but they're hot. And I guess they're Arab, but they don't look like Saddam Hussein with a big, fat, round nose type of Arabs. They, they kind of look Persian. Anyways, they're hot. That's what I like to do. If I want to know what a, 
you know, I can't tell the difference between a good-looking man and an ugly man very much. So if I want to know what the people in the country look like, I look up what their women look like. And I, I can pass judgment pretty quickly because I'm a misogynist. So one of this guy's videos is named Driving with a Saudi Woman. And this is like, he's there uh, four months after they changed the law and let women in Saudi Arabia drive. Like before that, they couldn't drive at all. I'm sure the cops would do something crazy to you. Anyway, so this smoking hot Saudi woman, probably about 25 years old, is taking around the city to see stuff. She does let him film her face. Um, he's like, you know, is this crazy that you can drive now? And she's like, well, when it happened, it was insane. But, you know, four months later, uh, totally used to it. And she's estimating that maybe 70 to 80% of women in Riyadh drive now. And apparently the government is doing stuff to try and modernize uh, the country. I think what it is is that, so the leader, the, the, whatever, the ruler of Saudi Arabia, he's like 36 years old, his name is uh, MBS, Mohammed bin Salman. And my guess is he saw Dubai, and he's like, we got, we got way more oil than Dubai. I want to make a Dubai right here in Riyadh the capital of Saudi Arabia. And so, you know, if you want tourists, you want tourists from Europe or wherever to come visit you, you can't have laws where they, where the cops, you know, grab you and start beating you with a cane. So he let women drive. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of the women wear a lot of big time covering, but some of them, some of them show their face. I think some of them show their hair. It's one of those places where they, they cover their hair, but not their face. And then this lady is talking about, you know, women getting a job in Riyadh. And the government has some sort of rules and points system. And so if you hire a woman, that counts as two men. So, like, it's, it's twice as good towards whatever, whatever thing the government uh, makes you do. You know, lowers your taxes or doesn't close you down or whatever it is. But anyways... So, you, ha you know, basically, they're super incentivized to hire women. So they can drive, and now they're working. Boom. And I'm sure there's a ton of old people, especially old women, who are like, this is terrible. You're all going to hell. But anyways, the guy in charge, apparently he has the power to do it, and he done done it. And I think everyone is just, I think everyone in the Middle East, everyone who's got oil, everyone around there, they looked at Dubai, and they're like, where I could, you know, Someone visiting from Egypt is like, you know what? Egypt is a shithole compared to Dubai. person who comes from Saudi Arabia is like, Saudi Arabia is a shithole compared to Dubai. And so they're all doing it. And, I mean, this is the shocking thing. But Dubai is like, okay, we're going to have something close to, uh, you know, rule of law. Everyone's treated equally, uh, you know, the way it is in the West. In their city. And then it looks like all, the other, all these other places that are super Muslim hotspots are copying them and especially looking at Saudi Arabia like they are changing you know almost overnight four months after four months things are like gone from I don't know medieval cut off your hands for looking at a woman to uh oh now they got women in the coffee shop although I will say the coffee shop has two sections and you can't they do not mix so you know I mean they're still doing whatever it takes a little longer than four months to turn um, Saudi Arabia into the south of France. But whatever. I approve. I think everyone 
everyone should be treated equally. Everyone should be given an opportunity. It's great. And it's funny because this Peter guy, you know, he's just meeting all these different Saudi Arabian people. And, you know, it's like, oh, you're a lawyer. How long you been doing that? Oh, one year. Oh, you've been living in this city. How long you been doing that? Oh, one year. Anyways, every question he has for them about anything, the answer is always one year. Because apparently, more than a year ago, you couldn't do none of that stuff. The lady is a lawyer. And they all like sit down. She's got like, you know, her, her male, she's got male friends. They sit down next to them for lunch. It's like, oh, how long have you guys known each other? Oh, one year, etc. Okay, that's interesting. So we got a guy and a girl talking about driving. And, like, I don't know if you've ever been to another country, but they drive like maniacs. You know, they're not, like, stopping for lights and whatever. Anyways, they drive like maniacs. What would be considered a maniac? What would get you pulled over in the United States? But so the women who just started driving, you know, and they probably don't want this. You get a different king in there, they might take away everything. So the women follow the rules. So basically, the women, it's, a, it's, ha it's half and half. In a country of half, it's drivers, it's half. Half of them, they drive like Americans that follow the rules. That's the women. And then half of them, they're like, oh, I've been driving in the Middle East for 20 years, and I drive like a crazy person. Four lanes, that's enough for three trucks, two cars, and seven motorcycles. No problem. All right, so there's hijab, niqab, and burqa. So this lady's wearing a hijab. That just means you cover your hair. It's kind of like a scarf, and your face can be seen. Next up is the niqab, so it covers your hair and it covers below your eyes, but your eyes can be seen. And then the burqa, you can't see a damn thing. I guess you can see their hands. Looks like they don't cover their hands, that's the only part. But so this guy's asking, asking her, like, he sees women around in their niqabs, and I think it's mostly niqabs, maybe a burqa or two, and uh, he's like, is that what they want to do, or is that what they're forced to do? Because you see in the background... You know, he'll film a woman. He doesn't cut out a woman if she's completely and utterly covered in cloth. So he's like, what's up with that? Yeah, so why are they wearing this stuff? And her answer is, I mean, this place is changing. You know, one year. How long has this been going on? One year. Uh, some people wear it because they like to. You know, I'm sure if you're super religious or whatever, you'd love to wear your uh, niqab. Um, some women just wear it because... I mean, hell, it's only been one year or something since you didn't have to wear it, so they always wore it, so they're continuing to wear it. They don't really have a big, you know, they're not crazy feminists, I guess. They're not fourth-wave feminists. And he's like, well, what about, and then some of them, right? Some of them, their husband tells them they must wear it. And she's like, no, not really. And by the way, she drives a full-size Ford. So this isn't one of those pansy-ass Asian countries where the streets are super narrow, like... They got frickin' suburban SUVs. They got everything. It doesn't look like they're in love with pickup trucks the way that Americans are, though. Alright, they do have this prayer thing. I think it's five times a day. Whatever, that's Muslim, Islam stuff. Um, so, like, the Starbucks. Every place, like, closes the door for, I'm not sure how long, 15 minutes. They close the, they close the place for 15 minutes. It's basically like a break for the employees. I mean, I'm sure if you're very religious, you can go do lots of praying. Um, but anyways, basically, every store you go to is going to be closing five times a day for a little while. 
and you see people walking up to the, you know, you see uh, non-Saudis walking up to the door, like, oh, let me in, oh, damn it, prayer again. All right, so, if a woman went around with no head covering at all, just showing off her nose and her hair, uh, I think a few years ago, you know, a few years before 2018, she would have got her ass beat. Anyways, he's talking to a guy about how it used to be. He doesn't say ass beat. He, she'd be asked to cover up. But uh, I don't think it would be real nice. Anyways, so here's what happened. Here's what happened. They had religious police. Like there was a... Whatever. Not normal cops who also believe in religion. They had people whose specific job was to be religious police. And to go around making you follow the religion. And... They said you can't go to various places. Like, I don't know. It sounds like you can't go to the city. You know, there's probably religious police in the countryside countryside, and look out, ladies. But uh, they got rid of the religious police. And then, boom, everyone's like, oh, I'll just wear whatever I want. I'll drive whatever I want. This is awesome. And then, you know, for the future of them, it'll be interesting because their country is, like, young. Like, 60% of them are 25 years old or, young, or younger. So, I mean... It ain't like other places in the world where everyone's getting old. They got tons of young people, so maybe these young people will just learn to live by the new rules. You know, basically Western rules. Or, if they have no jobs, uh, you know, they might become terrorists or something. It looks like Saudi Arabia, and they got giant cities, tons of construction. Looks like they're going to be okay. It's not like your normal shithole country. I mean, they got money. Talk about a place with money oil and money they got it and so hopefully having a ton of young boys uh doesn't mean you have a ton of young unemployed boys who then turn to violence so i haven't heard what the story on alcohol is in saudi arabia in dubai you could drink you had to stay you could not take a drink out on the street otherwise the cops would get you um so i don't know what it is in saudi yet i'll tell you if i learn but everywhere they go, there's coffee shops. So that's making me think they don't have alcohol, and their substitute is coffee. Get your Saudi lady hopped up on caffeine and try and get in her pants, I guess. The cars are funny in Saudi Arabia. The cops drive Crown Vicks, just like they do in America. And he's like, whatever, this guy's walking around looking at the cars, and there's just like old, broken-down full-size American cars all over the place. Well, you know, in this one kind of poor section of town. So, and this guy, he travels the whole world. He says, outside of America, I've never been to another place that has the same cars as America. But apparently Saudi Arabia, that's the one. Saudi Arabia only started allowing tourists in 2019. Like, you, you know, you go there as an American. they never seen an American. Then the guy goes into the middle of Saudi Arabia, like not the big cities, and it's like a super crazy ancient ghost town. I think I mentioned, like, no tourists have ever been able to go to Saudi Arabia until 2019. Boy, and then the pandemic hit. Like, you could be the first freaking tourist that every single person you meet has ever even heard of and seen. But he goes to, like, a village... There's no one there. There's like no one there. Huge, whatever. It's a 900-year-old village built on a cliffside 
with real fancy like cliff or sorry rock houses rock wall houses i don't know i mean it, you know it's 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 as fancy easily as fancy as a giant ca castle in uh, medieval europe anyways and they used to have a bunch of people living there but now they've all moved to the city it's just deserted and he goes like walking around in them you know the problem with the problem with construction back in the day is you can build a rock wall that'll last for a thousand years but if you want to have multi-stories, you got to use wood to go across it. And that stuff kind of starts falling apart. Same thing with like the Hopi Indians in the Southwest. And so this stuff isn't that decrepit, but starting to fall apart. If it was in America, we would, whatever, we'd have uh, daughters of the American South would go uh, keep that stuff in fine repair. But it looks like in Saudi Arabia currently they're kind of letting it fall apart. But damn, damn do they have giant, amazing old buildings with not a single person in them and no one caring. And just like, you know, throw your Mountain Dew can on the ground and leave it there as trash. And I don't think if you're a woman. If you're a woman, go to the big cities. You'll have a great time. Uh, I'm not sure if a woman wants to go traveling around the middle of Saudi Arabia. Probably not. Okay, here we go. They ain't got alcohol. But they got something called Udra. And it's like marijuana. It's like how marijuana was before... Whatever. The white man got a hold of it and started doing a bunch of crazy cultivating. I believe marijuana comes from Afghanistan. But anyways, it comes from the Middle East. And so uh, they still got it. And they smoke it weird. Like you have a big pile of it from in like kind of a urn. And then you just waft it into your face. You don't do it from a pipe. Alright, so the guy gives a summary at one point about Saudi Arabia, and he's like, one person he talked to thinks that alcohol will be legalized in a couple years. And another guy he talked to thinks that uh, women should not be allowed to drive because he respects women too much and he wants to protect them. So I think Saudi Arabia, it's like if you're a Saudi citizen... Whatever. The oil money provides a lot of money for you. And then, like, all the workers are from, like, Pakistan and Sri Lanka and um, India and whatnot. So there's a ton of non-Saudi people there. And then the Saudis are driving around in nice cars. And I think, you know, they get school paid for. They get college paid for. Sounds like a lot of them go to a college in America. So maybe the Saudi government pays for American college for, like, Saudi people or subsidizes it or something so it seems like a good chunk of people um speak english and a lot of the people he meets are like they've been in britain for the last five years they've been living in you know some young these are young people they've been living in america for 12 years and now that saudi arabia is becoming nice they're moving back and the other thing that i'll say about saudi arabia is that they have the cheapest to get out of the ground oil in the world like, you know, why why are they so famous for their oil? Because it's easy to get out of the ground. I think now that we've developed fracking, America has more oil than Saudi Arabia. Like, you know, I think Canada, America, Venezuela. It's a number of countries, Russia, that have maybe more oil than Saudi Arabia. But in Saudi Arabia, I think it's something like, it costs like $10 to get a barrel of oil out of the ground. Whereas, uh, you know, in Canada with the... 
the tar sands that's one of the hardest that's the hardest place to get the oil out of the ground costs like seventy dollars or something to get a barrel of oil out of the ground so you know if a barrel of oil costs seventy dollars then that means a saudi can make 60 bucks a barrel and that means the canadian tar sands there's no point in getting it out because you just break even but when oil goes up to say a hundred, all of a sudden it's like America's like, oh, at a hundred dollars, you know, we can get our oil out for fifty dollars a barrel with fracking. It means we turn a fifty dollar profit, and we got a ton of this stuff. So whatever that means something for geopolitics. I mean, it used to be like America and everyone was just falling all over themselves to be friends with the Saudis. Um, I think not so much anymore. You know, whatever. Everyone likes oil. Everyone wants a heated house and uh, wants to drive their car.